the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God. Island. 
to glide across the sky. God made animals on the sixth day. Furry animals, scaly animals, smooth, sleek animals. And on that day, God made man. When he was finished, God saw that everything he made was very good. And on the seventh day,
just love singing praises to Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Yes, Your Majesty. Did you hear that? It was Your Majesty. Those women, they sang songs to me and David, but did you hear what they sang? Yes, Your Majesty. Thousands to me, but ten thousands to David. Oh, but they were just, uh, just excited at our victory. Excited over David, you mean? They love him. My own people love David better than they do me. What more can he have but my kingdom? I am not going to tolerate my people singing praises to someone else. But, sir, your people were merely recognizing gallantry and, and courage. Yes, yes, in someone else. Am not I their king? Just as brave and daring and heroic I, I did not mean to infer that you weren't, Your Majesty. Get out! Get out and leave me alone. From this moment on, David is my enemy. Go on, go on, get out, leave me alone. Long live His Majesty. Long live the king. I must think of a way to be rid of him. Uh, he is young and good-looking, and he... Ah, ah, <laughs> I know how to get rid of him. Yes! <laughs> Abner! Abner! At your service, Mikey. I feel the troubled spirit coming on. Send for that harp player at once. But, Your Majesty, that player is the same man to... I don't care who he is. Send for him and his music immediately. Yes, Your Majesty. Abner, hand me my javelin. Surely, Your Majesty... David, son of Jesse, and player of the harp, presents himself to Saul, king of Israel, at the command... Come forward with your harp. Long live the king. Sit in that chair by the wall, play music, quiet, soothing music. My spirit is troubled. Yes, your majesty. Majesty, you threw your javelin at David. It missed him. But, but why did you throw it? Oh, were you trying to kill David? I, I told you I was upset. Uh, already his music is taking effect. Soothing, wonderful music. Yes. Hand me my javelin, Abner. Your Majesty, I... No, 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 I won't throw it again. I'm feeling much better. All right, Your Majesty, here is your javelin. Ah! Mr. McGann! David, I think you'd better leave. Uh, yes, sir, thank you, General. Abner... Abner, do you know why I missed him twice? Your, your aim must be getting bad, oh, Your Majesty. No, 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 my aim was straight and true. The Lord and his watchful care is departed from me. But David, he, 
The Lord is with him and blesses him. Abner, Abner, I don't want him ever again to play the harp before me. You, you are my general, Abner. Place David in charge of a thousand troops and send him into battle. Perhaps he will be killed. Yes, yes, perhaps. Well, well, what do you hear of David, Abner? Has he been killed in battle yet? Uh, no, your majesty. He, he, he's a wise captain. His men love him. They shield him, protect him. All the people love him. Yes, but have you placed him in the thick of every battle as I commanded? I have, your majesty. Ah, well, I must think of some other way to be rid of him. Yes, yes. You may leave, Abner, I wish to think. Long live the king. Father? Father, is it true that you and Abner... I am the king. You will speak to me with respect. I am your daughter, and I have a right to do anything Even I... though you are my daughter, you have the right to do only as I say. I am the king, and my word is law. I have to obey you because you are my father and the king. But I don't have to like it. And I don't like the way you're treating David. Oh, David is a good man, a wise captain, and a handsome addition to your court. Ah, so that's it. You promised David that he could marry Merab if he would be brave and valiant and go out and battle the Philistines. And what did he do? Uh, he went out and won battles for me. And what did you do? <laughs> well, it convenienced me to give Merab to the Maholothite. That was a nasty, evil, unfair way to treat David. <laughs> they told me that you were in love with David, but I didn't believe them. Now I do. <laughs> Perhaps there is a way that I can be rid of David forever. I won't be a party to any of your schemes. Yeah, but you will. You will marry David. Oh, what do you mean, be rid of David by his marrying me? Well, I am more sure now than ever that he is the one the Lord has chosen as the next king. But he won't be. My son shall be the next king. Marrying David to you is the perfect scheme to get rid of David forever. <laughs> and don't think you won't do as I tell you to. You will. I am your father and your king. <laughs> King's daughter marry me? Well, I'm merely a shepherd, but she is a princess. But, Master, tis said that the king has delight in you, that he wants you for a son-in-law. Anyway, it's out of the question. A dowry for a princess would be far beyond my means. Dowry, Master? Do you realize that the king loves you so much and wants you as a son-in-law so much that he desires no dowry at all? Except the mere hundred dead Philistines. Well, it's no easy thing to be the son-in-law of the king. <laughs> Only a hundred Philistines, huh? Yes, master. To be avenged of his enemies, he said. No, I'm not worthy of such honor. Please, the king. Yes, sir. 
hundred dead Philistines as a dowry? Yes, Your Majesty. Well, I gave my word, and I'll keep my word, as always. We shall prepare for a royal wedding at the convenience of my daughter, Michael. Agreeable to you? Completely, Your Majesty. How does it feel to be my wife? Oh, wonderful. And you? How do you like being His Highness Prince David, son-in-law of His Majesty King Saul? <laughs> I much prefer the simple title of husband to my wife. <laughs> oh, David. <laughs> the king shall have joy in thy strength, O Lord, and in salvation shall he greatly rejoice. But greater is my rejoicing, O Lord. For thou showest me great mercy and love. Unto thee shall I sing thanks and praises. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. with Sam. I'm Sam, talking today with Abram, the smartest boy in our school. He gets an A in everything. That's not exactly accurate. I got a B plus once. Really? In what? I don't want to talk about it. The pain is still too fresh. Okay, let's talk about health. I noticed that you do a lot of walking and jogging and bicycle riding. May I ask why? When you have a brain like mine, you've got to keep it in perfect working order. That requires a combination of good food, sound sleep, mental stimulation, and daily exercise. So, to be smart, you have to be healthy? Precisely. 
So what do you do to take care of your brain? I'm glad you asked that question, Sam. First, I care for my body with nutritious meals centered on a whole food, plant-based diet. I refrain from imbibing sugary snacks and highly refined packaged edibles. Next, I stimulate my brain by reading the great words of skilled authors and listening to classical and cultural music selections from around the world. And finally, I succumb to a daily regimen of physical activity that requires a certain degree of exertion. I also floss. Well, it sounds like you're very serious about your health. Absolutely. To do otherwise would be, if I may use a grossly overused adjective, totally dumb. Thank you, Abram, the smartest boy in school. I'm Sam with Live with Sam. Goodbye. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, he established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Boys and girls, this is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is A Man of His Word. Boys and girls who are true to their word walk in the footsteps of the Master. Jesus never said one thing and meant another, or made a promise except to keep it. Frank Stokes once knew an African boy who stumbled upon this truth when fewer years rested on him than the number of toes on his feet. One day, he came down from his village to the mission house. He was a grubby little boy, which was not surprising, for his parents were pagans and not very clean in their habits. He was very shy, too. As Frank came out of the dispensary, he was standing in front of the door of the house, saying not a word. For many days, the same thing happened, and Frank began to wonder why he came and what he wanted. At last he began to speak. Want school, he said. Want school. On inquiry, Frank learned that his name was Kwaku. Frank discovered, too, that the teachers didn't regard him as a very bright prospect for school and that his parents weren't interested either. However, his persistency won the day. Frank bought him school clothes and a slate and chalk, and away he went to school, his face beaming. He wasn't a very good student, but he was earnest and diligent, so Frank had patience and let him remain at school, sleeping in the dormitory. Three years went by. By this time, Kwaku had grown into a really nice boy, always clean, with his school clothes washed and pressed, and he was beginning to learn his lessons. Toward the end of the third year, plans were set afoot for the school picnic. Books were to be finally laid aside, and the whole school would gather on the grounds for fun and games and plenty of good things to eat. Kwaku was looking forward to the picnic as eagerly as the rest of the pupils. The boy's parents were still not interested in his schooling, and Kwaku's father had been pressing to know on what day the school was to close so that the whole family could go off to the farm and do some work. Kwaku promised that he would be home to help as soon as lessons ended, for he was grateful that his parents had allowed him to stay at the school. Alas, poor Kwaku. He had forgotten that the school picnic was to be held on the day after school closed. What could he do? He had promised his father that he would come home to work as soon as his lessons were finished. For days he struggled with himself. Satan stood at his side constantly saying, 
Don't you miss the picnic. Don't you take any notice of your father. Just before the end of the school year, the teacher taught the children in Bible class about obedience. Suddenly, Kwaku knew what he must do. He must show his parents that a Christian keeps a promise and is always obedient. True to his resolve, on the morning of the picnic, Kwaku rose up early and ran home to his father in time for an early walk to the farm. All day he worked hard and tried not to think of the wonderful things he was missing. When evening came and the students had returned home, Kwaku's teacher called at the boy's house. Why didn't you come to the picnic, he said. Kwaku hung his head, not knowing what to say in front of his parents. So the teacher asked his father, Kwaku had promised to come to farm with me today, father answered. But why didn't he explain that it was the school picnic day, the teacher asked. All the students love the picnic, and we expected Kwaku to be there. Why didn't you tell me, Kwaku, father asked. I had promised you, Kwaku replied, and my teacher has taught me that we must obey our parents. So I determined to keep my promise and go to the farm to work with you. Kwaku's heathen father was astonished. He said to the teacher, If you can teach boys and girls to keep their promises, there must be something good about your Christian religion. Soon both father and mother were attending church, and it wasn't long before they were baptized and became members. What a happy day for Kwaku! All because a boy had become a man of his word. The story you've heard today was first published as part of the Vacation Bible School program in the book God's World by the Review and Herald Publishing Association and the General Conference Sabbath School Department. If you are interested in any other products published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. Let the children come. children come please let the children come children's bible journey was brought to you by 3abn australia radio and is a production of life talk radio at lifetalk.net